Good morning. So glad to see everyone here today. A couple of announcements we're going to start with. Um, our rummage and bake sale is coming up pretty shortly, August 11th, 12th, and 13th. Um, we're going to have parishioners start bringing their items on Tuesday, August 2nd. So if you have items to donate to the rummage sale, Tuesday, August 2nd is the day you can start bringing things. And there are sign-up sheets also, and that's going to be on the table as you go into the gym. So if you're able to help us out with the rummage sale and bake sale, um, sign up there if you would. If you have any questions, you could see Linda or Sheila, and they can help you with that. It is also the time of year that we're going to start collecting school supplies. So start picking up those bargains as you're out and about shopping, and, and we'll get some probably much-needed school supplies to our local school here in Clinton. Uh, the rest of the announcements, I'll let you kind of go through yourself. Um, uh, the other thing I guess I would mention is uh, Sunday mornings at 10, we are doing a Bible study with uh, Mike, and it's really wonderful. If you haven't stopped by yet, stop by and check it out. I think you really would enjoy it. And I have a few things to read here real quick. Um, oh, the other thing is um, we did go through and printed some new name tags, so hopefully everyone has a name tag. If you don't, let me know, and I will gladly print one for you. We're not trying to, you know, miss anybody, but yeah, but help us out if you would. Okay, a couple things to read real quick. Dear Clinton United Methodist Church, thank you so very much for your generous donation of self-care bags. Clients as well as staff were greatly blessed. We focused this quarter on self-care. It is essential for everyone. Your thoughtfulness is so appreciated. Sincerely, Catherine Cobb, Safehouse, staff and clients. And that, if you maybe helped put those together when we did our churches out of the building. So the next thank you, dear Clinton United Methodist Church Women's Group. Thank you so much for the wonderful meal you prepared and served to our family after my father's funeral. It was a very hard day for everyone, particularly my grandparents. And the meal was very much appreciated. My family is so thankful for the wonderful community my grandparents have. Thank you again for everything. Sincerely, Jared Hawkins. Okay, so that is all of the announcements, and I'm going to turn it over. Yes? I, wanna, um, um, I have almost 30 dozen eggs. We had a really strange um, food pantry this last month. There was only like 16 families, mm. and I, of course, Phyllis, when I get more than enough eggs, then they don't show up. If I don't have them, <laughs> then it's overwhelming. So I have those eggs out there for everybody that they can take. It would be kind of nice if a small donation was put. It just anything would help mm -hmm. because it's more than, um, I mean, it would help, but there's lots of eggs out there, and there's some goodies on the table also. So thank All you. All right. All right. Thanks, Phyllis. 
Sheila. I'm new here. Welcome. We're glad you could come. I heard a rumor about something called Generosity Sunday. Yes, every third Sunday we do Generosity Sunday. Okay, could you tell me about that? Am I semi off? Yeah, you muted you yourself. I've got the floor. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> Generosity Sunday came out of a um, meeting that we had as an ad finance ad board committee, and the idea was to shift our thinking from we have to raise money to help keep the building going mm -hmm. to we've been blessed, we need to bless others. Okay. Cool. So this year we have looked towards ways to do that, and one example was the Catherine Cobb bags that we donated, the self-care bags that folks from the congregation donated items, and we put together bags and delivered. Um, another way that we did that was with our churches left the building, we blessed other people with our service, our time. Um, another way was at our Swiss steak dinner. Okay. We over-prepared, so we blessed the um, some members of our food pantry. We called them and invited them to come get meals that were left over, and we prepackaged them to deliver. Oh, wow. Um, and we also took meals, again, to the residents of Catherine Cobb. Wow. So we have partnered with Catherine Cobb for, what, maybe two years now, trying to do things to help promote that Lord, service. That 20 years. Ever since they opened, right? Right, right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So I, every third Sunday, this is an invitation to all of you. If you have something of generosity you want to share, it doesn't have to be something you have personally done, but maybe something that you've heard of that you thought was very generous and you'd like to share. Um, we help motivate each other with our generosity based through stories. So... And I'm gonna, I'm gonna put you on the spot. Okay. What have you, what have you felt the, the best about doing yourself, that has been generated by Generosity Sunday? Uh, I have to go back before Generosity Sunday. Go for it. Um, for me, I look forward to Christmas mm -hmm. because I like to anonymously bless someone at Christmas time. Okay. And that gives me more joy than any other gift that I can possibly get. Okay. And that's my generosity. You don't, you don't like your right hand knowing what your left hand's doing? No. Okay. Or my husband. Or your husband? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thank you very much. No problem. I appreciate you being willing to be on the spot. And some others of you who do ministry, the hot seat. Okay? The hot seat. Don't shake your head no. The hot seat. Lisa, please. If uh, stand, if you will, are able, and we'll do our call to worship. 
Help us to believe, Lord. Help us to love. Help us to pray, Lord. Help us to sing. Help us to give of ourselves, Lord. Help us to reach out in compassion to one another. Help us to remember that we are not alone, that together with you and with one another, we can see the promise of the gospel fulfilled. Now, if you'll go to your hymnal, number 89. Before you are seated, please greet someone with a smile and a kind word before you sit down. <laughs> Good morning, boss. <laughs> no. <laughs> Good morning. Yes, boss, no.
You know, some people think that Methodists get uh, stand up and sit down too much. Did you ever did you ever sit through a whole hour long service slash whatever? Oh, it felt so good to get up at the end. No matter how good stuff was, it was wonderful to get up at the end. Would encourage you to take a moment to um, to look at the prayer requests included in your bulletin. Um, we have had a number of people go through some extremely difficult times. It's a reminder that we really need each other. We need to pray for each other. Is there anyone that isn't on the prayer list that we need to remember or add? Please, this week, spend time with the list. Spend time with the list. Yes, please. Speaking of prayer, I want to thank this congregation for getting me through yesterday. We have had just so many things happening in our family. Two deaths, problems in the hospital, heart problems. And it's this prayer list, this prayer chain of ours that I know I can get out to at any time. And just being able to feel that those prayers are coming in as they are being made was just wonderful for me yesterday. Thank Amen. you. Thank Amen. you. Sheila? I just want to add that if you are not on one of our prayer chains and would like to be, let me know. We have an email prayer yeah. chain and a text message prayer chain. We're always looking for more prayers. Prayers? prayers. Both. We, we're looking for, for the prayers and people to pray them. Others? Okay. Okay, yeah. You know what? <laughs> Too often we for, we do forget to celebrate. I I think I embarrassed a friend of mine because Something good happened, and I did my happy dance in public. <laughs> and, um, you know, you're going to hear me repeatedly talk about different things. And amongst the things that the founder of Methodism 
struggled with himself. Okay. He kept coming back to the question, where is your joy? Where is your joy? He meant his own. John, where is your joy? Mike, where is your joy? And it's always there. It can be elusive. It can be elusive. But it's always there. The question is, will we let ourselves see it? And will we let ourselves celebrate it? If there are no other prayers or joys, let's bow together, shall we? Blessed Jesus, it is so easy for us to forget all of the reasons that you came to be one of us. You came to bring us the good news, the good news that God loves us. You came to bring me the good news that God loves me. You came to bring the good news that any life at any time can turn around, face God, start over, and be the kind of life that God most wants for us. Sometimes that means we have to leave the old life behind. Sometimes it means we have to leave old friends behind. Almost always it means that we are going to be very different from now on. Our week, Lord Jesus, has been full of ups and downs. Moments when we probably didn't, but we could have done our happy dance. And then there have been those moments when our hearts, our minds have felt almost crushed. Amongst the things that you came to do was to show us resurrection, raise us up, O oh Lord. Raise us up, bring us back to life. Let us be your hands, your feet, your voice, doing your work for your kingdom in this world. We ask this in your precious name, and we join our voices together in the words you taught us to pray.
Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Could we take just a moment to listen to God in silence, for he speaks in his turn during prayer. Amen. Lisa, please. Okay, if you'd like to stand and join me in our prayer of gratitude and commitment. Dear God, you have set hunger in our hearts, and you have made us seekers after that which we can never fully find in this world. Please don't be, let's be satisfied until we rest completely in you. Draw us from an easy contentment and set our eyes on your kingdom. Keep us to the work of the harvest. When it is hard, make us turn to you for strength. Deliver us from fretfulness and self-pity. Make us sure of the goal that we cannot see. Make us sure of your hidden presence in the world. Open our eyes to the simple beauty around us. Open our hearts to the loveliness of people that is often hidden from us because we do not understand them. Save us from ourselves and show us a vision of new heaven and a new earth. Let your spirit of peace and truth so enlighten us that all life shall glow with new meaning and new purpose. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, amen. One more time, Martha. One more time. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be. Thank you, you harmonize beautifully.
You may be seated. Kim? Well, I have to follow, apologize for the follow-up this morning. I'd recorded music to sing, and the CD player would not read it, so we're kind of going hit and miss here today. Precious Lord, take my hand, lead me on, let me stand. I am tired, I am weak, I am worn. Through the storm, through the night, lead me on to the light. And the people said, I didn't hear you. Thank you. You know that does not mean the end. It, it means what I have heard, my heart wishes will be so. In other words, make what I just heard a reality. Make what I just did a reality. Big difference from simply the end. Would the children come? hard to be up here in front of the big people, okay? But you know what? They really like you and they want to see you. 
Yes, we do. The big, the, the big people are just strange. What can I say? Yeah, you're just here for the soccer. Well, that's all right. I, at least, I, hey, I'm not going to hassle you about that one. I mean, the big ones have a Okay. Now, I have something in here. They're in here. Thank you. That one does. Yeah, that one lost its voice. See, just just so you know, all right, I the red oh. Don't ever think that the children are not paying attention. And remember, never. We are paying attention if we remember the colors of the frogs. <laughs> now, you know, do you know, why, you, you know why the frogs squeak? Why? No, it's not a dog toy. It's a kid toy. Specially designed to make big people crazy. Yeah. It's part of your job description. That's your job. You got it. Okay. I got something to show you. A map. A map. And it's a map of... Come on. What is Michigan? It's a map of Michigan. Huh? That's covering something. That's the in that's 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 the index guide. It's covering part of Kansas. No. No, it's actually it's it's covering part of Wisconsin. Are you can find where we are? Well, that's why I brought it, so we could find where we are. Well, what does that mean? The Clinton Methodist Church, but where is Clinton? You did. I don't think so. I think that's a dip. There's more than See, that's one of the things that's really strange because often there is more than one town with the same name. I think that's our Clinton. It's no, that's the Clinton Township. Oh, I don't see that one. Okay. Now, <laughs> you, you ever hear you ever hear of, of Interstate 94? Yeah. Okay. Yes. So you use Interstate 94. And you know that we're south of there. Mm-hmm. He lost his voice? Yeah, he's lost his voice. Oh, my. We'll have to work yeah, on lost. him. Yeah. Okay. Now, let's see. What do we have here? 
Well, Addison. That's, that's Hillsdale. That's, that's not where we are. Addison is right there. Okay. There's Manitow Beach. There's Tecumseh. Yes. Okay. Now, we have maps. No, it's... There? Yeah. <laughs> okay. No, 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 no. It's not Clinton. It's... It's... Okay. We have maps to help us sort out where we are and where we're going to go. Okay? Now, it's important to have maps like this and know how to use them, but it's also important to know... This is also a map. It is, we usually think of it as only a book, but the Bible is a map to help us through life. It's a map of history. Some of the important parts of it are history, but also important parts of it have to do with how we treat ourselves and how we treat each other. Also, I'm trying to fix the bulb. It's okay. Okay, so now, one of the things that I'm going to try to do in our times together is talk with you about what's in here, okay? And I'm going to encourage you to do something that you may not like to do. Read. Okay, good. Start at the beginning of this and read until you're all the way through it. Wait, I have to. I'm going to see how many pages that is. There's hundreds of pages. It's right over, like 1,500 pages. That's, you got it. Okay. You're joking. No. I'm telling you something that you can't go wrong doing. If you have a map, okay, it's easier to not get lost. You read the Bible, it's easier to not get lost in life. Okay? The Bible is about important people who God has touched their lives to show us the way. The most important one is Jesus. And I encourage you to learn as much as possible about Jesus. Because he brought the message of God's love to us. So that we can always be sure, no matter what happens, somebody loves us. So, I bet you're holding out for suckers. No. I think you are. Lisa, can you help me? I think there's a stash of them up there. And also, what are the toys are in that bag? In that bag? Well, the thing that you had the frogs in. Oh, Thank you. Okay. I wonder if this is just a lesson about amphibians. No, you turned it into a lesson about amphibians. And that's all right. I don't have a problem with that. Yeah, because you juggled them. That's right. And God made amphibians and God made us. And all you par parents and grandparents, be grateful. Because I have a box full of whistle suckers that I didn't open. 
I think it's offering time, Lisa. I'm sorry. You've got to work at that. <laughs> this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Let it shine. Let it shine. Let it shine. thank you. The seed went in the ground in the spring. The beans are up, so is the corn. Thankfully, we've had barely enough rain, but we got missed by the hail, and we appreciate that. You look out for us in so many ways. You give us so many gifts. We give gifts back to you. Take these gifts, bless them, use them for the glory of your kingdom. Hear our prayer. Amen. The hymn is number 98.
I'm going, I'm going to usurp the scripture lesson from Lisa. Exodus chapter 13, verses 17 to 22. When Pharaoh let the people go, God did not lead them by way of the land of the Philistines, although that was nearer. For God thought if people face war, they may change their minds and return to Egypt. So God led the people by the roundabout way of the wilderness toward the Red Sea. The Israelites went up out of the land of Egypt prepared for battle. And Moses took with him the bones of Joseph, who had, been, who had required a solemn oath of the Israelites, saying, God will surely take notice of you, and then you must carry my bones with you from here. They set out from Sukkoth and camped at Etham 
on the edge of the wilderness. And the Lord went in front of them in a pillar of cloud by day to lead them along the way and in a pillar of fire by night to give them light so that they might travel by day and by night. Neither the pillar of cloud by day nor the pillar of fire by night left its place in front of the people. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. I know I shouldn't do this, but I'm going to anyway. You need to know that I only preach one sermon. It's get off your dead behind and do something for Jesus. I may dress it up every week a different way. But that's the sermon. One person asked me, how long are you going to preach it, Mike? And my answer was, until people start doing it. There have been times in my life when things have gone really strange. I think you can tell that by the way I act. Sometimes they went good strange, and sometimes they went bad strange. There have been times in my life when I've faced hard places and hard decisions. There have been times when my life has changed dramatically, drastically. Sometimes it has changed from famine to feast, and sometimes it's changed from feast to famine. There have been times when I tried hard to do what I think God wants me to do. And then there have been times when I have been like Jonah. I ain't doing it, God. I am so out of here. You know what happens when you do that with God? You spend time in the belly of a whale. So, you know, then I got to the place where I started saying, okay, God, I think I understand you want me to do something. You want me to go someplace that I haven't been or I'm not right now. But could we work out a different mode of transportation? The business with a whale is getting real old. A limo would be nice. A Learjet would be even better. There's something I found very confusing, and it's this. There have been times when I've been sure I've been doing God's thing then it's like God says, this isn't what I want you to do anymore. This isn't the place I want you to be anymore. Then it's been, oh, come on, Mike, you got to move. Got to change. We got to do something different. I hate it when that happens. I am very human. I don't like change. 
unless I feel like I'm in total control of it, often I need help to deal with change. I've learned I can try to do it all myself, or I can learn from others, or I can let others help me. My wife knows how hard change is for me, because for over 50 years, she's tried to change me. It helps me if I turn to God. It helps me if I turn to others. Not just anyone, but I turn to those who were taught lessons, great lessons, about the guiding presence of God. They turn to Holy Scripture. That's part of the reason for the moment with the children this morning. And mostly, they first learned those lessons by reading about what God did for the people of Israel. The Israelites' situation so long ago is still so much like today's situation. What they read, what they talked about, gave them the faith, the courage, the strength, and the vision to do what they did in hope of becoming the true children of God. And perhaps in these troubled times, it would be a good idea to go back to holy stories that have helped so many others. In background to this story, Jacob had become known as Israel. Jacob's son, Joseph, had been carried to Egypt as a slave. I mean, talk about a dysfunctional family. You know, dad sends the youngest kid to go check on his brothers. What do they do? They throw him in a well. Then they sell him. His father thought Joseph was dead, and Jacob was heartbroken. Terrible famine forced the family to Egypt, where they were reunited with the long-lost Joseph, and it all worked out for good. The children of Israel became great in number. That's the way the scripture describes it. It got to the point that the Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, got scared of them, and the king forgot what Joseph had done to save the people of Israel. So the king enslaved the children of Israel. He forced them to hard labor. He tried to crush them, and it was all terrible. The children of Israel were in a situation much worse than ours today, but in many important ways, it's very similar. They saw themselves as being without a leader. They had no sense of direction. They felt vulnerable. They were uncertain as to what to do. But they also knew that things could not remain as they were. Things could not simply continue to go on from bad to worse. They knew that something had to happen. Something had to be done. There had to be change for the better. It's important to notice that they didn't come up with a plan all by themselves. That's where the Moses guy comes in. 
The children of Israel were in a terrible plight. They called out to God, and through a chain of most unlikely events, God answered their prayers. The man named Moses came on the scene. Moses was a completely unexpected messenger of God. First, he was a murderer. Second, he was a fugitive. And third, he was an exile. Wow, what a positive resume. Nonetheless, Moses showed that he was a messenger sent by God. Moses was a messenger. Notice I did not say leader. Part of Moses' message was we have one leader, that is God. God brought Moses to the children of Israel in a particular way. Moses came not as a leader in the usual way. He wasn't some king or warrior chief. Moses came as a reminder of with whom their ultimate trust must reside. God brought Moses to shift the focus of the children of Israel beyond where they were. The focus wasn't on Moses. It was beyond Moses. It was to the very presence of God among them. Moses reminded the children of Israel of their God, the God of their fathers. God is the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. Moses did in his time what we need to do today. We need to do this now in our time. He helped his people rediscover the presence of God in their lives. Moses pointed to God as the leader of the people. Moses pointed to God as the source of direction for the people. And Moses pointed to God as the protector of the people. In our time at Sunday morning coffee this morning, part of what we were wrestling with is, How are things the way they are? What do we do about evil? Was it a fun conversation? No. Was it an important conversation? Yeah. Moses came and said, listen up. God's here. I ain't Moses, but listen up. God's here. Moses rekindled an awareness of God, and those people thought that they were leaderless, directionless, and vulnerable. Then they discovered that they had a leader all along. Even when things seemed to be going from bad to worse, they had a leader, they had a direction, they had a protector, a real champion. And who was that? God. 
The children of Israel, when they rediscovered God, left their bondage in Egypt. They shook off the yoke of slavery. They began a long journey, and it was not easy. Often it was downright hard. Sometimes they failed. It was a journey to the promised land, and it was a very demanding pilgrimage. Can you imagine 40 days in a desert? And once they got to the promised land, what did they decide to do? We're not going in. Too many giants. Too many threats. And they wandered 40 years, which is a good definition of a generation. The pillar of cloud by day and the pillar of fire by night were the constant reminders of God's presence. As the children of Israel went on their way, they had something to see. They had something that made them think of God. No matter whether day or night, the people knew they could go to God. The Holy Scripture tells us that God led them. God gave them direction. God protected them. The path that they took was pretty roundabout. But that really was not to make the trip harder by senselessly making it longer. No, the shortest distance would not have been the path of least resistance. In the last two decades, archaeology along the coast of the Mediterranean has found numerous fortified towns, Philistine and Egyptian, along the coast. Gee, maybe it did make sense to go through the deep part of the desert. The most direct would have been the most trouble, the shortest way most likely would have guaranteed failure. The shortest distance would have taken the people into a head-on collision with the Philistines and probably the best trained of the Egyptian army. Those were people who were technologically far in advance of the children of Israel. We, we don't have anything to help us gauge what that was like. Okay, the children of Israel are what the historians call Bronze Age people. They made their stuff out of bronze, copper and tin. All right, the Philistines were probably a century ahead of everybody else because they made stuff out of iron. Not just their weapons, they made their plows. They made their harness, the stuff that holds the harness together. They made it out of iron. Oh. You ever wonder why Saul and David are always going after the Philistines? 
and picking up their weapons? Until David, Israel was still Bronze Age. Then they made the transition to iron. Whenever you beat a Philistine, you made sure you got his sword, you made sure you got his spear. You made sure you got his shield. Why? Iron. The Philistines knew all about iron and how to make weapons. The children of Israel weren't. God worked a trip so the children of Israel would have the fewest reasons to go back the way they had come. God arranged it so that they would be less likely to return to Egypt. The children of Israel, although they had the constant reminder of God's presence, kept forgetting that God was there for them. Do we have the same problem? God's always here. That's one of the pieces of the good news that Jesus brought. They kept forgetting that God was there to be their leader. They wanted to lead themselves. They kept forgetting that God was there to guide them and to set their direction. They wanted to set their own direction, including going back to Egypt. They kept forgetting that God was there to protect them. They wanted to protect themselves. We can't go to the promised land because there's giants. Ten of the twelve spies came back and said, no problem. I shouldn't say that. It's the flip. I flipped that. Dyslexia. Two of the spies came back and said, no problem. The rest said, there's giants. And when they forgot, they always landed in trouble. Despite their short memories, God stayed with the children of Israel by day and by night. God was always ready to be leader, offer direction, and be protector. Whenever they would remember God was there, whenever they would turn to their God instead of to their own devices, God was there. Now we may feel leaderless, directionless, vulnerable. Now we too can rediscover God. You put your focus on me, you got a mistaken focus. Okay, my life took a strange turn, that's why I'm here. I never thought I would be in a pulpit regularly again. I'm here. I'm God's gift to you. Okay? You're God's gift to me. I guess we better suck it up. We, too, can rediscover God, and perhaps we will find him in the most unexpected ways. 
Maybe we should get in the habit of looking in the mirror until we see God. Maybe on Sunday mornings, we should look at the person down the pew from us and look at him until we see God. Whenever they would remember God was there, whenever they would turn to God instead of their own devices, God was there. Now it's us who feel leaderless, directionless, and vulnerable. We too can discover God. Perhaps we will find him in the most unexpected way. We too can find that all along, even when things seem to have been going from bad to worse, we have not been alone. We too can know that God is our leader. We can know God's direction for our lives. We can know God's protection. We can go confidently by day or by night. We can follow God on the promise and on to the promised land. We can follow God on to the blessedness of the kingdom. Bill Smith was my pastor when I thought my life was done. That night of the drunk driver, Bill. But God was there. And I know you've been through some things too, Bill. And I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you're here. You too, Jan. If God is not here, I will say to you what I've said in every parish that I've been in. If God is not here, close it up and sell it. If God is here, let people know it. Okay? I made a brash deal with the administrative council Thursday night. I told them that I would do a second worship service on Sunday mornings if this place was full at 11 o'clock. Pardon? Hey, and I'm going to try to hold you to it too. Fill it up. I'm not even including the balcony. Bill, Bill designed a sanctuary that's, that seats a hundred and a half in the balcony. <laughs> I think I'm hearing words of vision. People, we got good news. We've got good news. God is here. God is here.
enjoy the presence of God. Thank you, Kim. Enjoy the presence of God. I know that you think Mike is silly. All right? You saw me dancing to the stairs. You couldn't see me. You were too busy playing. You were too busy playing. I was dancing to the stairs. Enjoy the presence of God, people. Enjoy the presence of God. Share the presence of God. Not only, look, I am the church, you are the church. Even when we're not between these walls under this roof. A pastor friend of, of ours, I think you, you knew him too, and his name just left. Anyway, I do too. But anyway, he made a trip to India. And he was in the middle of a church congregational rebuild program. And he worshiped with Hindu Christians. And you know how, what their church was? Each one of them brought a stone with them on Sunday morning. And in the shade of a tree, on the edge of the village, they made a circle. And there they were, the church, together. I've kept you over another 15 minutes. My apologies to the roast, the bird, whatever, or the reservation at the restaurant. The deal is this. If you can only stay till noon, leave. I will not be offended. I'll only get you together once a week. It may be ultimately that six months will not go back, but pass fast enough. Okay. But, folks, this isn't brag. My goal is the kingdom of God. Jesus came. And he gave each one of us the keys to the kingdom of God. Put them in our hand. And he says to us, here's the keys to dad's house. He wants you to know it's time to come home. And there's no reason for you to not come home whenever it works out for you. He'll be there waiting. All he'll do is keep, keep people waiting till the rest of us show up. 
And then there's going to be a party. And a party's going to last forever. Don't come to the party by yourself. Can I hear an amen? Amen. Thank you. And the people said, thank God the guy is done. Thanks. That does my heart good. Closing hymn, 378. If, if I wanted to be really bad, I would ask Martha to play the tune to House of the Rising Sun, but she doesn't know it.
before we leave this morning, don't rush off. There's coffee and goodies, okay? Take a little time to transition back into the real world. Thank you, Lisa. Would you do the benediction? Join me for the benediction, please. It's printed in your bulletin. Now, O oh Lord, go, go with us and strengthen us, that through us the gospel might be shown and fully known, and that all our neighbors might hear. Deliver us from every evil work and preserve us until we see the kingdom in its fullness. God of peace be with us. Amen. 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 Sing it over. Amen. 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 Thank you, Jesus.